another week of Texas High School Football, which means another week of myself, Pastor Boykin, and the one, the only Matt Diggs on the fifth quarter. I, I'm excited, and I knew this was going to be an amazing week when I heard that you got out of your natural habitat and got to go into the wild. I'm officially a studio princess. She... Oh. There, there must be something going on in Denton because it's like warm everywhere else in the it Metroplex. It was raining and, she, and cold she and was on raining. The Twitter talking about how cold it and was. Raining. Like some sort of wind chill factor. You see my big scarf I had. On. I, you, you were you were bundled up. I was I was literally shaking, freezing, and the PR guy for for Denton ISD goes, "We're gonna make sure we get you taken <laughs> care of since you stayed out here in the rain and it's pretty cold." And I was sitting there like, "They get you a new car." I know, but they get you like another new car. Why do I need another? Because car? they're taking care of you. I assume no, I that's what. No, I just to get me three players for the recruiting. Oh, process, okay. Well, right. well, well, didn't Ryan? It's like name your name your players, right? I mean, pretty much, didn't Ryan was on fire tonight as they won fifty-eight to twenty over Avalon Cooper. And I'm on record as saying that Denton Ryan won't be within five touchdowns of anybody they play until the fifth round, where they'll promptly lose. And look at that, 38. <laughs> well, it was a really good game, but didn't Ryan kind of started off a little bit slow with the Seth Hennigan uh, interception. First quarter in was the, not. It was in the third draw, the third play of the drive. Um, so right then and there, I was a little bit scared for Denton Ryan that I was going to have some not happy players that might lose a game. And then all of a sudden, they turned hey, it on. Come talk had, to us about your recruiting after you lost this big game. Exactly. Yeah. But they had six unanswered touchdowns. They did. Before Abilene Cooper touched it again. And just a flat-out dominant victory. Drew Sanders, what can you say about him? I, I mean, the Alabama that, commit. Did you get to talk to him? I did talk to Drew Sanders. That is, that is big balling right Drew there. Sanders is, he just got it all. He's got it He's all? got it all. Both sides of the ball. Give, give us a weakness. Like, if you're being a critical recruiter, give us a, give us a Drew Sanders weakness for the interwebs out there. That he doesn't like doing interviews. Okay. That's about so, it. so he's got, well, he'd fit in with Nick Saberman. He, he's great on the field, period. He did not want to talk to me after yeah. the game. His he loss. Did. Thanks, dude. But um, yeah, other than him not wanting to do an interview, he, he's a fantastic player. There's, there's very little that I can say about Drew Sanders that I think him, like, that, that you can really critique about him. I mean, he runs the ball. He does. He passes the ball. Three receptions for a touchdown? 100%? Three passes? Three passes? For three attempts and one touchdown? Ran the ball seven times, 100 yards and a touchdown? For another touchdown? He catch he the plays, ball? He plays defense? He did. He's a fantastic outside linebacker. I mean, I would put him, I'd put him at an outside linebacker. Granted, he wants to be on the offensive side of the ball when he goes to Alabama, but homie, you can play linebacker pretty well. And yet another player, and I appreciate this about Denton Ryan, you take your best players, play them both ways and if Billy you need Bobby to. Jr. Does yeah. the same thing. Eight catches for three touchdowns. Bobblehead-like numbers. We don't give away any more bobbleheads. It would be like, bobblehead-like-ish. Ish. That was not on the memo of things we can't. I can say the word bobblehead still. I'm just making sure you don't get people's hopes up. I'm just okay. Billy Bowman, but eight yes, catches, 110 yards. With 474 total yards. Now, were you up in the press box or were you down with the people? I did both. 
as you know, I kind of, even though you consider yourself a Denton guy or aficionado, I consider yourself kind of an Alito person. That's fine. Because you, you got Alito. And I got frustrated tonight because Alito, with a dominant victory, 34 to 14 over Red Oak, would you say a 34 to 14 victory is a good victory in the third round of the playoffs? For a normal team, yes. For Alito, no. Not for Alito. There were so many fans and journalists who kind of lean Alito who are just complaining about how Alito is down. Alito is not Alito. Alito is a team that is probably by any metric going to make the state championship this year. We don't know if they're going to win the state championship, but they're going to make it to the state championship. That Shadow Creek team is really good. And people are complaining. They're complaining about it. Like, they're not winning with enough style points. They're not winning by enough. When you think and Alito, you even just said it. Like, yeah, because when you think Alito, I see them playing any team in 5A and beating them by 12 touchdowns. But what kind not. of entitlement is that to where you just assume that's that not, because you've got the A on your helmet that you're going to win every game by 12 touchdowns? It is entitlement. It's I the definition it's more, it, of entitlement. It's Entitled expectations. No, it's a, entitled it's expectation expectations. Of, it's an expectation of performance. Like when you think of Alito, you expect them to perform at a very elite level. You can't expect a team to win the state championship every single year. You can expect them to be a four-round deep team. You can expect them to always be a threat. You can expect them to be a team that you don't want to see on your schedule. But wait, wait, wait. You don't ex so you you can't expect a team to win a state, state title every, every single year. Every single, but you sure as heck can say that you expect Highland Park to pretty much almost win a state title. No, every you year. winning this year is not going to happen. Winning state titles is a new thing for Highland Park, relatively speaking. After Matthew Stafford broke the big streak, well, well lull, and then they had a good run, and I think we might have seen the burial of Highland Park tonight. But let's get back to uh, Jace McClellan's fantastic night. 20 carries, 178 yards. I am mad at you, Alito folks. Enjoy what you've got. I watched, you remember, the, you, when we first started the show, I came here the very first night from watching Alito versus Denton Geyer. It was one of the best games. Who won that game, by the way? Denton Geyer. Denton Geyer. You're, you're very, you're Wildcats. Speaking of Denton Geyer, uh, I have to interrupt this for a second. How did, did you watch kind of what happened last week, that Denton Geyer game? Not. That that comeback. I've not uh, been able to make. Oh no, but I do know what happened. You know, you do know what happened. Did you? Four touchdowns. Were you just prideful? Three you know, onside kicks and John Walsh just turning on the the weird football. Did you hear about that story about the onside kicks? About the backup lineman who's yeah. all he does is just practice this. Yeah. That's such a John Walsh thing. I love to it. have that card in your back. We're just gonna have some random lineman just practice onside kicks. I, I, I fell in love with a little more during John a, Walsh. A little more. During a rain delay of just, all the things in the world. Just practice that skill. Just he an incredible thing. See, Alito and Denton Geyer are intrinsically linked from that first game of the year. And just Jake Bishop had a very workmanlike night. He didn't have to throw it much. He, he got first downs when he needed, 7 out of 17 for 108 yards. And all I do is hear people talk about, well, Joshua Irvin for Red Oak threw for 227 yards, and C.J. Palmer ran for 100 yards, and Alito, bad. What's wrong with you people from Parker County? Because what Alito is wrong? needs to win by 90 to make it a legitimate win. It's called bullying, according to 
well, some people. Too bad, so sad. <laughs> but Not congratulations to Alito. I want to see, uh, yeah, and, and Alito's going to have a relatively winnable game next week against Ennis, and they're going to have a very winnable game against the winner of Ryder and Lubbock uh, Cooper the next week. State title game, that matters. There are, there are some questions there. Uh, but, uh, you know, whether it's a Fort Bend Marshall, I think it's Shadow Creek Division One. I think. I think, the, I think Shadow, Shadow Creek's Creek's Divi Division One. Are they? I'm going to double check on that. But I don't keep up with Houston stuff. But whatever the case is with that, I think that uh, Alito has a clear path to the state championship, and we'll see what happens in Shadow the state Creek championship. Played, played Alito last year. That doesn't mean they're going to play him this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but they're, divi they're Division Two. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, well. Division two, believe me, I know. I just talked about it 20 minutes ago. Well, hopefully you were right and I'm wrong. I don't like Houston football. I'm sad about Houston football. Did you see all the results that happened tonight? Really? Klein, I picked Klein Collins to beat Jesuit. I picked them. I when I pick a team, pick you got to win. I have pickums okay, all so over the internet. Let's talk about that Jesuit Klein Collins game real quick. So talk Jesuit shocks. And Oz shocks and Oz the world again as they beat Klein Collins last week they took down the Lobos this week they take down the Tigers as they win 28 to 21 uh, under the workhorse EJ four touchdowns EJ Smith playoffs I mean this is almost like Notre Dame legendary stuff what he's doing I mean this is like Rudy running out just ridiculous we, I mean, come on, EJ. Look at that. So he's like in, he's pretty much in a world of his own. Look at, look at those, look at those stat lines. Oh yeah, 21 attempts, 62 yards rushing. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. And look at that receiving. Two receiving, two receptions for 103 yards and one touchdown. Have yourself a night, EJ Smith. EJ Smith is like if we're doing an MVP for the whole year, I mean, how can you say anybody but E.J. Smith right now is not the MVP? I think it's I mean, it, it is just. How, which, okay, I'll, I'll say this. For, for Jesuit, Dallas Jesuit, there's a lot of players that play well on that team. So I'm not going to discredit the rest of the team or the other 21 players playing on the field. But she's about to discredit the other 21 players on the field. Has literally put that team on his back. Yes. And said, give me the ball. Let's win a football game. And I'll tell you some other players, because, because we don't want to discredit. What about Rand Sullivan? I mean, this playoff run by him, he has been an unsung hero. Workman-like. I mean, you talk about a team that is known for the run, and he completes 9 of 13 for 238 yards and a touchdown over 25 yards of, of reception. Just clutch with him. And then Jake Taylor hasn't been needed much, but if you stop E.J. Smith, if you're going to do one of those Randy Allen things where you're going to stop one player like they did Marvin Mims today, and we're going to stop E.J. Smith, Jake Taylor is certainly capable of filling in the shoes. Most definitely. And on top of that, Jake, Jake Taylor usually is the workhorse. Right. They give him the ball more often, and he gets a lot of yards, and then you give it, you give it to E.J. Smith to finish. In the playoffs, though, they've kind of just – They've said, okay, we're going to rely on E.J. Smith, and then if we need to, we'll put Jake Taylor in there. Granted, Jake Taylor, you're still a workhorse. We appreciate you. We do. Let, let's, let, let's talk about something real quick between me and you. Shadow Creek Division One. Say it with me. Shadow Creek Division One. Say it with me. 
They played in Highland Park last year in the playoffs. They're Division One, right there. Division Two. We might got a Fort Bend Marshall. We might get a Manville. A little Alvin ISD love right there. But Shadow Creek Division One. You, you made, made me question myself Wait. there, but Al, Alvin Shadow Creek, and they, what is up with them against Richmond Foster? That is like crazy uh, stuff. Fort Bend Marshall. Fort Bend Marshall, there you go. But Fort, Fort Bend Marshall against Toledo is kind of our penciled-in state that, title Sorry, game. guys. I was thinking Fort Bend. No, Manville actually beat Fort Bend Marshall earlier this year. They might play again if they, they get might. Fort Bend Marshall. Uh, Barber's Hill. And, and we know Hunt, well, Huntsville's already beat one Marshall this year, so. We, we will find out about that. But again, I know this isn't a Houston thing, but I was, when I was at a football game, I was like Alvin Shadow Creek was down by three touchdowns against Richmond Foster for like the third time, and what they do, they just roar back. Alvin and, Shadow Creek is ridiculous. They are, and, and you, they're a team that you can't keep down. Like, you, you get up three touchdowns on them, it's not enough. Yeah. But... Uh, they won't be playing Highland Park this year because in a fantastic, epic game at AT&T Stadium, Highland Park fell to Frisco Lone Star 33-27 to in overtime. In overtime. And what, what, what did you glean from that game? Well, first off, Ward, you were wrong. Ward. I sat there on camera and asked you if you really wanted to make that prediction. I uh, have it. I will play it again for you. Because forward. I said probably Lone Star. So thank you very much. Made her look bad. Made me look Her bad. reputation is impeccable, except the seven-year-olds. The seven-year-old demographic, and to, and to not impeccable. Longview, they don't like me very much. Well, Longview's not playing in the playoffs, and Denton Geyer is. So what can you do? Um, so is Alita. So I didn't get to watch this game. I really, okay. So I actually was sitting in the press box. Yeah. With the Highland Park, the Highland Park people were in front of me. They're scouting out because yes, that's. they were watching the game, so I was watching what they were watching. From what I could see in that first half, because they left after that. Excuse me. Oh, from what I could see, they. It's a long day when she goes to games. Hey, I've been working since eleven. Oh, I, you you minutes. are the hardest working woman in Thanks. sports entertainment media <gasps> kind of a thing. Yeah. Um. So from what I can, what I saw in that first, in those first two uh, quarters, was that they looked pretty evenly matched. Sure. Like they were going blow for blow for blow for blow, um, back and forth between between these two teams. Um, but the one thing I did notice was that Lone Star's defense seemed to be a little bit more on point. Well, I mean. You, you would expect that, you know, just because they, they probably objectively have a better defense. But a couple of variables in this game. One thing I see, and I get so frustrated about this, Ashley, it's another Professor Diggs rant. Uh, just when officials get involved in football games, just too much. And, I mean, look at those penalty yardage. You have Highland Park, 10 penalties for 143 yards. You have uh, Frisco Lone Star, 12 penalties for 141 yards. I went to a 3A game tonight with Malakov and Pottsboro. They threw the flag two times. Are you telling me that Pottsboro and Malakov are really more disciplined than Highland Park and Frisco Lone Star? Or do you have a referee crew that wanted to make themselves the star of the show, wanted a little camera time at AT&T, and just had to micromanage everything? Come on, refs. Be better. Well, okay then. <laughs> just saying. 
But the big difference in this game, and we talked about Highland Park's Achilles heel against Lancaster and against uh, Timberview and against uh, Lone Star in round one, was the turnovers. And that's what they corrected. They had zero turnovers. They played a clean game. In fact, they got a turnover on Lone Star, and they still couldn't seal the deal. So when you look at all of that, I think if you look at the totality of the series, I think you have to just agree that Frisco Lone Star was the better team this year. I think so. Um, you know, I look at the, I didn't get to watch this game. I got to see our inside high school sports DFW highlights because we had our boys out there um, looking at them. But looking at the box score, looking at um, these stats, um, you know, I, I look at Garrett Rang, Rang, Randall, Randall. Garrett Randall. Randall. We've got a long name. Randall. Randall. I don't know. His, his mom's trying to get me that. To say his name correctly. Like, are, are you two working on it in we're, Twitter we're DMs? Yes, I'm, okay. not, I'm not the best at Rain, it. Rangle. 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 Oh, I, I think, like that. I think that's what it is. Rangle. That or gel. Rangel. Rangel. One of the two. I apologize for getting it wrong again. I'm okay. trying my best. Um, She's the hardest working listened, woman in sports Should have gone and listened to how somebody pronounces it, but my apologies. Um, but you look at his stats, 35 completions. Three touchdowns, 417 yards. Just so, and that just back up. And when we see with these, that they consistently got backed up because of penalties, consistently backed up because of good special teams on Highland Park, and he was able to overcome second and long, third and long. Uh, just a real valuable player. And and I saw in the article uh, on Twitter that people had talked about how Highland Park said we're going to take it away. It's kind of like the Bill Belichick model of we're going to take away your best component beat us with something else. And Marvin Mims was that person. They put uh, you know, the high safety over him uh, and challenged uh, Rangel, Rang, Rang, now it's in my head, uh, to beat them, uh, and he did. And 417 yards, just a fantastic night. And because to beat a champion like Highland Park, you have to put your foot on your throat and you have to basically, you have to kill him. I mean, you have to defeat, destroy the monster. And we all knew this, and we've talked about this for the last 10 weeks. Playoff Highland Park is a different animal than regular season Highland Park. And Highland Park gave it everything you wanted. Chandler Morris, you, you could, might, might be able to call him up for the recruiting trail since his recruiting is wide open. But, but that was when he was with Arkansas, right? Huh? So. No, I don't get burned and go back. Uh, Marvin Venn's on a little, I'm a little salty with you right now, too. A. Bullington, zero. I hook her up on Twitter about that. But man, just Chandler Morris, I, you know, from everything I read, just absolutely poured his heart out into this game. Scrambles, just everything you could want. 19 carries, 83 yards, basically put the team on his back. And just at, when it counted in overtime, the kicker missed it and, high, and Frisco Lone Star converted. What can you say? And we were talking about this last week, that Chandler Morris seems to be that offense. Right. It, it's, it's, you know, the thing that Lone Star, the one thing I think that Lone Star had besides its phenomenal defense was that you look at this, you look at this receiving and Garrett has one, two, three, four, five, five different people that he can go yeah. to besides, or including Marvin Mims. And then, you know, if we're all for a, quite a bit of yards, like it's not, it's those 417 yards besides to Trace Bruckler um, were pretty scattered out like not one person was your entire offense like normal right we talk about Lone Star almost every week on this show and have we said the word Trace Bruckler one time Nope. no and yet he was an all-star tonight 14 catches 183 yards
That is the depth of Frisco Lone Star. I mean, we talked about Jade Nixon before. We've talked about other players. We, I mean, we talked about Jake Bogdan quite a bit. But Trace Bruckler, have yourself a night. And some hidden yardage that you don't see on here is his first two pass attempts are, uh, that were incomplete, but DPIs were called. So, I mean, they moved the ball. They targeted Bruckler and moved the ball with him. Congratulations to Lone Star. I know that was an albatross on their back. You got to beat the champions to... To quote Ric Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And now Lone Star is the man. And next week they will take on uh, they will take on Lancaster, who defeated Frisco Independence tonight. Uh, another big game that was going on in the Metroplex that didn't seem to end up being as big of a game as we thought it might be. Uh, but Duncanville and Arlington Martin went head to head, and Duncanville uh, took down the Warriors. But I did hear that their that Duncanville's passing game didn't seem to be to the level that it needed to be. Well, I mean, they they did it on the ground, and, and it's hard to nitpick. It's kind of what I was talking about with Alito, the kind of the the disappointment with Duncanville and, and Arlington Martin. And I started to get a feeling about this game as the week went on. I, in fact, I saw several computer polls actually picked Arlington Martin to win. Because Duncanville doesn't have to win pretty. They just win efficiently. They win 28-7. to 7. Uh, they, they are very uh, frequently substituting in the second half. They don't need to blow teams out to feel good about themselves. They don't need to pull a South Lake and win 84-6 to, to, to show that themselves. But now that we're seeing Duncanville get into the second and third round, big win over Flower Mound last week, big win over Arlington Martin this week, they're starting to find the gear. And, and we kind of talked about penciling in that South Lake duncanville fourth-round matchup and what about that if uh, South Lake can beat Midland that could be a fantastic football game uh, and definitely a clash of titans. But 527 total yards for Duncanville. Uh, talk about our buddy Jaquindon Jackson, 164 carries, 16 ca uh, carries, three touchdowns, and this is a two-headed monster with Tristan Smith, 20 carries, 130 yards. And who needs to look good? I mean, we talk about efficiency, 10 of 15, 135 yards. They don't need to throw it. I mean, if, if they need to throw it, I trust that a Texas commit like Jaquindon Jackson can probably throw the football. Uh, but if they can rush it on the ground, I think that's where they would prefer to keep their bread and butter. And that's a big thing that they've been that Jaquindon has been told that he needed to prove all year from the Texas from the Texas uh, staff was that they wanted to see him throw. They want him to they want him to change up his offense a little bit. Don't you want to win? I mean, <sighs> but he has. So, but that's my point. Is like he has been doing that. He did it throughout the season when right. he needed to. Now it's hey, let's go win a state championship. Right. Let's go. Let's do it on the ground. Let's let's use our legs and our speed, um, and they do it well. So why not stick to your bread and butter and make sure that you're gonna put up 45 on somebody? Now one thing I'm unaware of because again I wasn't at the game is looking at the stats. I see Zach Mundell only threw the ball four times, and a guy named Sid Ford came in. I have to wonder if Zach Mundell got hurt at some point. <laughs> We'll have to talk to Ryan Harris about that in our next segment. So, Ryan, let us know how that worked out. We will quiz you on it. <laughs> the last game of the night that we are going to talk to about before we head to break and come back with Ryan Harris. And we'll talk about other things, We'll talk too. about other things later, though. Later. But, but there, there's a clock ticking on us. You have 57 seconds, by the way, to talk about that game. Your microphone's Fif all here. Can I, 56, can I help you? 55. Fifty-four. So, anyways, Lancaster wins against Frisco. How long was that bothering you? That was. I just noticed it, oh, so okay. that's why I so, fixed it. Okay. But I just noticed it. 
I, I thought it could have been like there for seven minutes and you were just No, it's probably been there for 25 minutes. Well, of but course. Anywho. But, uh, but Lancaster beats Frisco Independence tonight 34 to 10. And how about those Tigers? What about the second half? I mean, when you really look at how that stat line worked, it was 3-0 Independence going into the halftime break. And Lancaster got a little talk from Chris Gilbert into halftime, and they poured it on 34 unanswered points in the second half to pretty much put that game away. Yeah, they, they got a nice little ripping into. And I mean, just Glenn Rice Jr. was, was really the uh, just the spurhead of that, uh, you know, 168 yards on the gr uh, throwing the ball for, for a touchdown. DQ James, our buddy. I saw him. I saw he got a touchdown. Uh, Trey Bradford, another good night. Three touchdowns, uh, 22 uh, rushing attempts, 159 yards. Uh, just uh, and then Glenn Rice Jr. just led the offense back. Uh, was efficient with his uh, quarterbacking. Lancaster will be taking on Frisco Lone Star next week. Uh, that'll be a fantastic game. And then Denton Ryan. Denton Ryan. where Denton Ryan will promptly lose, as they have been known to do for the last four years. Well, in talking to those boys tonight, the state championship is the only thing on their mind. We will um, find out. So what are you, what are you and Ryan going to talk about coming up? Do, Ryan, do, you, do you have like a run sheet with Ryan? No, Our we're going we're gonna to discuss when he gets on the phone with me here in a few minutes. Huh? But when we come back with the fifth quarter, we will have uh, Inside High School Sports Insider Ryan Harris, and then we will bring Mr. Professor Diggs Back for the final segment as Ward Fasold is down in Waco covering Rockwall versus, or well tonight, Dallas Jesuit versus Klein Collins. And tomorrow, Rockwall versus Klein Oaks, so he won't be on the show with us. But we have it all wrapped up and ready for you guys. Got to work over Ryan on the phone. Just let him know who the boss is. That's you. I am the boss. But we will be right back with the fifth quarter. Don't forget to catch our extended coverage of the high school football season each week on the warm-up presented by your local North Texas Geico agents. We will get you ready for all the action this Thursday on all our social media outlets. Watch Inside High School Sports to catch this week's MVP brought to you by GiveMeTheVin.com. These MVP athletes make it look easy, just like GiveMeTheVin.com makes it easy to sell your car. And we are back. We have a special guest on the show with us tonight, as the wizard cannot be with us. Uh, Ryan Harris, our Inside High School Sports Insider. Ryan, you got to go to AT&T and witness some pretty great games, uh, including the talk of the night, which was Lone Star versus Highland Park. Uh, first off, I have to ask, since I was in Denton Ryan and freezing my rear off, uh, how was the atmosphere there? What was it like? Um, and also, how warm were you the whole time? Because I'm still very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were definitely warm out at AT&T. We're really thankful for those facilities and not having to shoot the games outside like uh, maybe they had to do about 20 years ago. But uh, yeah, it was it was warm. It was nice inside. And the atmosphere was great, for especially for a third-round game. Uh, of course, Lone Star and Highland Park both have two of the better fan bases in the area. So you knew that was that was kind of coming in this one. Uh, as you know, Duncanville and, and Arlington Martin preceded this game, and they didn't have quite the atmosphere. Of, of course, it wasn't as close of a game, but this one comes down to the wire in overtime, and the fans on both sides were loud and into it and animated. And so uh, that's, I mean, that's what I live for covering these games. I love the atmosphere 
Uh, you know, obviously it wasn't quite state level atmosphere, but it was a great time. So let's talk about that game a little bit. Uh, you know, the wizard on the warm up had us picking Highland park at the beginning or at the beginning of the week or on Thursday. Uh, and Lone Star though comes in, does it again. Uh, they kind of throw up that five, a division one bracket and say, it's ours for the taking after that. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Lone Star. I mean, their their road to the playoffs is much harder. There's there's really three teams that everybody's looking at uh, in DFW and Five A. Uh, that Frisco, Lone Star, Highland Park, uh, and of course Denton Ryan. Now Ryan gets to go out west. Uh, they played Abilene Cooper today and won, so they'll play the winner of tomorrow's Birdville and Colleyville Heritage matchup. Uh, but Lone Star's got to go play a good Lancaster team next weekend. And then after that, they'll get Ryan, uh, of course, after beating the three-time defending state champions. So they have the tougher road for sure, but I was impressed with them today. They've got a lot of athletes, uh, a lot of height, a lot of speed, and they look like the better team. Uh, of course, this is the kind of game, and we saw this again, too, with uh, Rockwell and Allen last week. It's the established program against the better team, but you know these are the kind of wins that – these are the kind of games that teams like Highland Park and Allen win when it gets close late in the game you expect Highland Park to come out with the win so I mean this I mean the, the game went to overtime and Highland Park wasn't quite able to uh, pull it out they didn't do anything and on they got the ball first and couldn't score at all so that took the, a lot of the pressure off Lone Star uh, and of course Jaden Nixon scored the game-winning touchdown so in that moment, you got to be there. I didn't. So in that moment when Highland Park doesn't get any points on the board, um, what was the energy like of those Lone Star players as they're about to get the opportunity to go and take this game from the three-time defending state champs? Well, they were led by a sophomore quarterback, uh, Garrett Rangel. Uh, again, much like Rockwall, they're led by a, a sophomore quarterback as well with a really talented, experienced senior wide receiver. Um, that guy for Lone Star is Marvin Mims, the uh, recent Oklahoma commit. And Wrangle looked composed. They all looked composed. It's like they knew what they were about to do. They didn't come out. I mean, they knew they all they needed was a field goal. They came out throwing the ball. I mean, I think in most situations, a lot of teams will run three times and kick the field goal. They came out throwing the football. Uh, and then of course, after picking up a first down, they run Jaden Nixon into the end zone. And I think, you know, throwing on the previous downs helped open up a lane for him to score. So we're going to transition to uh, the game that, that was before that one, uh, Duncanville versus Arlington Martin. Uh, Arlington Martin was one of those teams all year that was kind of just down and dirty. Uh, they were a tough team to beat. They played really hard on special teams. Um, they were a little bit more of an all-around team, but Duncanville comes in and shows that they are here to win a state title uh, as they beat Arlington Martin. Can we kind of kind of give us a synopsis of that game and just tell us, I mean, I haven't got to go see Duncanville actually this year, but how well-rounded is that Duncanville team? Um, I'm not sure well-rounded is the term I would use for Duncanville, okay. to be honest with you. They're really dominating in the run game, but they don't pass it as well as you would like them to. Uh, Jaquindon Jackson completed 10 of his 15 attempts. He had 135 yards, didn't throw a touchdown, but didn't throw an interception. But they got it done on the ground like they always do. Jackson led them in rushing as well with 164 yards and three scores. And then Tristan Smith with 130 yards and two scores. 
Roderick Daniels added 98 yards. So you can tell most of their offense comes from the running game. Uh, and then their defense didn't play quite as well as you would have liked for a team that you expect to be uh, the favorites, you know, according at least to a lot of the national experts to win the state championship. Of course, I think North Shore is still the more all-around complete team. I know they have the loss. They avenged that loss down in Houston this afternoon to Katie with a, a pretty big win. Uh, and I know you probably talked about that on the fifth quarter for Houston, but Duncanville, they they play Southlake. They'll probably play Southlake next week. Of course, Southlake has a date tomorrow with Midland Lee. But I like, I think I like Southlake in that matchup, to be honest with you. I think they're more of an all-around team, but they don't dominate the run game like Duncanville dominates. When they get rolling, they're really, really good. And Southlake has that sophomore quarterback as well, Quinn Ewers, who is – he is phenomenal. Uh, but another team with a really good run game that played tonight was Dallas Jesuit as they do it again. They kind of just shock all of Texas as last week they beat Longview and this week they beat Klein Collins. Uh, do you think or do you see a maybe state final run or state semifinal run from this Dallas Jesuit team? That's definitely in the cards for them. And after they beat Longview, you started to look around that bracket and you say, man, it's open. It is wide open. They beat Klein Collins today. They'll take on the winner of Spring Westfield and Hewitt Midway next week uh, before getting Denton Geyer in the state semifinals. And I think it'll probably be Jesuit and Geyer for the right to represent Dallas-Fort Worth and State. Uh, and then they'll probably take on Austin Westlake from the opposite side of that bracket. So they definitely have a chance. I mean, they've got one of the best players in the state uh, in their running back, Emmett Smith, and he scored four touchdowns for them today, led the team both in receiving and in rushing. He had uh, 62 yards on the ground and three touchdowns, and then another 103 yards receiving and a touchdown. So he's been the kind of all-around player that they've needed. He's been the steady force, the the guy that they turn to when they need to pick up a first down or when they need to score. Uh, you know, of course, they beat Klein Collins 28 to 21, but I see them going another round or two deep uh, and again, maybe making a state championship game. The inside story is driven by your North Texas Honda dealers. Right now, they can help you get great deals on award winning Hondas. It's their job to be helpful. So stop by your local help a Honda dealer today. Digsy, hi. What are we going to be talking about in this in this segment? This segment, we're going to talk about everything that is yet to come. It's like a Pink Floyd song, you know. We, we talked about everything under the sun. Now we're going to talk about all that is to come. Uh, and to do that, uh, we will just kind of look through the brackets uh, in in 6A, and we'll start out in 6A Region One. And the big game next week, or this week, is Midland League against Southlake Carroll because we know the winner of that will take on Duncanville. And, and what about Southlake Carroll? I know you, you're a big fan of Southlake Carroll. I like me some Quinn Ewers. You love Quinn. I like Quinn. You love sophomore quarterback. I do. This is like the year. Jesuit. Of, of the sophomore. Rock Wall. Southlake. All teams that are still playing could possibly win state titles and in the game and the sophomore quarterback. And, you know, with, with, with a good uh, good surrounding cast, uh, R.J. Mickens, Southlake Carroll is just a fantastic team. And oh, Midland yeah. League had a K-8 
pace of the uh, Cedar Hills last week, except they were able to hold on. Uh, Midland League got up 35-0 against Arlington Lamar and had to hold on in the fourth quarter, deflected pass on fourth down, and the red zone was the only thing that kept an unlikely comeback from occurring with Arlington Lamar. And uh, I think South Lake Carroll is just going to destroy Midland League this week. I mean, you might not be wrong. I, I never am, except well, when I am. Well, and we ignore that. Like, didn't we you pick Klein Collins as a I win. You do win. Congratulations to Klein Collins. And speaking of the Klein ISD, our good friends from Klein ISD, uh, Region 2 has two Dallas versus Houston area games. Did y'all talk a little Dallas-Houston area? We did. Action on, on the Houston inside. We did. quarter thingy. Klein. You got some Klein Oak versus Rockwall. And you got the Woodlands And you got the Prosper. Woodlands versus Prosper. And you are now known for all of eternity as who hates the woodlands. Don't hate the woodlands. Why do you hate, have you ever been to the woodlands? Yes. It's a cute little town, like everything's in the forest. And it's, just, it's, it's quite. How can you not love the woodlands? I don't hate the woodlands. They're the Highlanders. But you, um, you're, taking, you're taking the woodlands, or you're taking, taking Prosper. To find out Definitely if you will Prosper. be eating woodlands crow one more time. Uh, and I know that you are very excited about a game in the Houston area, and it, it could impact things. Yes. Uh, uh, Katie Tompkins against Umbo Atascacita. Yes. Tell us about it. I think Give this your game is dunk. going to be fantastic. One, because Atascacita is literally one of the best teams in the state. I don't care what anybody has to say. Atascacita, besides their one loss to Katie this season, has put up an average of 63 points every single game. Pretty impressive. 60 points every game. Except beating Houston teams by 50 is beating Houston teams by 50. I don't I mean, care. 60 Houston. points is a lot of points. It's a lot of points. So, um, but yeah, so they play they play Katie Tompkins, which Tompkins is a phenomenal team this year. Um, Jalen Milrow at quarterback has just been phenomenal all season. Uh, he is a force to be reckoned with. He can use his feet. He can, he's got a good arm. They've got um, all kinds of really good uh, targets on playing wide receiver. Their defense is solid. Katie Tompkins is a really good team. They're kind of the dark horse of that of that region three. Yes, of that region three. Um, you made me doubt Alvin Shadow Creek in sorry, the first segment. Sorry, so sorry. I'm just but they're kind here. of the, the the dark horse of that region three. But definitely a game that I'm looking forward to seeing who wins. I personally think Atascacita wins. I hate to say that, but I think I think Atascacita takes that one um, to go on to play North Shore next week, uh, and, and that's going to be an impressive win that's going to be a big game. Vengeance for Galena Park North Shore over Katie. Uh, one when it counted, and I remember there uh, somebody was telling me about the controversy of the the good running back for North Shore basically called that shot. Like he said after that game, ah, we'll get him in the playoffs, and sure enough. They did, and he had a great day. I can't remember, you know, he, again, I, this is not a Houston show, so don't criticize me. I'm not a Houston person. Not even a state person. I'm a Dallas person sharing Dallas thoughts with you. Uh, and I'm jealous of Katie ISD because you've got Katie High School that's a, that you, like one of the best teams of all time. And then their district expands, and then you got Katie Tompkins, Katie Taylor. I mean, you've got Cinco Ranch have good runs, Katie Pytow. Paytow. 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 
uh, sounds like PayPal, PayPal. Uh, and just KDISD is a good football district. Like, K you know, you used to have Katie and Plano. And now Katie is doing great things. And here we are. So, Plano. So I actually did a segment about how many times in the last 10 years Katie and Northwood have played. Mm -hmm. How many? Did 10? 10? 11 tonight. Katie leads right now, it would be 6 to 5. The North Shore. The North Shore has more the last couple of years. North Shore is uh, coming back. And I just think that life is telling us that we need another Duncanville coming apart North Shore game in our lives. I would be not the, against that. The football gods. You know, I, had, uh, I was having a conversation with someone this week and he joked about how the football gods were probably just like, you know what, Reginald Samples? Just wait one more year. You, you gotta suffer just a little bit more before you get that state championship game. Well, so it'll be worth it. So hopefully, as we are running into these, and I know a lot of teams, I know Southlake's going to have something to say about it, and I know that uh, we were talking off camera, you're really excited about the prospect of a Rockwall Duncanville uh, state semifinal game. I want to see, I want to see those, so they're completely different offenses. Right. Duncanville runs the ball so well. Granted, Rockwall can run the ball, but their their game their bread and butter is in the air. Two completely different teams hitting the hitting AT and T Stadium to say we deserve this more than you. I want to see who wins. And you said all season I that did. you didn't think Rockwall wins big games. They 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 have changed the narrative after that first. Uh, so I want to see it. over that. And you have said you will go with it. So I will go. I will be there because it will be at AT&T Stadium and I don't have to weather any more weather. Weather? weather. I like your use of Thank weathering. You. My homonyms? Homonyms. That's a good word right Thank there. You. Especially off, off your, uh, right off the, uh, not even thinking about it. I couldn't think about that. I'm a teacher. My day job. I win. 6A Division Two. How about Arlington versus Denton Geyer? And our new thing is you, you're, you're trying to take on more picks. You want to make more yes. picks. So tell us, Arlington, Denton Geyer. Denton Geyer all the way, baby. Yeah, this is one that a lot of people think uh, statistically is a one to two score game. But I think Denton Geyer is just going to blow the doors off Arlington. I think three, four scores. We'll okay. Find out. And then I have made people in Amarillo, Tascosa angry for the last year, and I'm doing it again because I'm taking Marcus over Amarillo, Tascosa, even though Tascosa is, like, beating me in picks, like, four to one. Because I pick against them every time they play yeah. a DFW school, and they keep winning. They keep knocking out my DFW school. Maybe schools. if you just start picking Tascosa to win, they'll lose. I want to pick Tascosa to win. Well, an Amarillo school. They're going to keep Breaking the only good thing in Amarillo is that big steakhouse where you can get the big steak, if you 100 ounce steak for free if you can eat it in an hour. I wish. Yeah, if I could eat it in an hour, I totally would. It's good chicken fried steak there, too. Just saying. It's a stop down if I'm on I 40 going to that place. But that's so the only good thing about Amarillo. Does somebody want to go try to eat a 100 ounce steak? Do I have to eat it by myself? Yes. Intro. Oh. But you get it for free. I couldn't do all 100 ounces of it. Mm. I'm and full after fifteen up. ounces. Well, you gotta practice. You gotta work up for that. Have you ever seen the, the people who competitive eat, like the women who competitive eat? Like the men look like normal, like those hot dog eaters. Yeah, the women are like tiny. Crazy. Like the women are like good looking and small. Like how does that happen? 
I, I, I look at a piece of cake and I get fat. Would like a would like a handsome man be attracted to a competitive eater? I, I mean, if I made a million dollars, yes. So things to talk about on the Twitter. You can at a Bullington zero. Let me know how much competitive eaters hypothetical make. about competitive eaters. Uh, and then uh, Spring Westfield takes on Waco Midway next uh, tomorrow, and the winner of that will take on Jesuit. I thought Klein Collins would beat Jesuit, and I think Spring Westfield is going to beat Midway, and I think Spring Westfield would beat Jesuit. That's a very unpopular take. That is an unpopular take, but on the Houston show, they would like that. Go Jesuit! Spring Spring Westfield, I have a, I have a very sad spot in my heart for Spring Westfield, because the last time Plano East made a good playoff run, they played Spring Westfield. And they were up like by 20 on Spring Westfield, and playing the least quarterback broke their collarbone, Rico Smalls. And then Spring Westfield came back. But then they lost to Alameda next week. You are just rude. You are just rude. She is rude, folks. This is what I have to deal with. Like, she's the host, this is her show, and I have to come on and be ridiculed for my love of playing the least and her. Cy Creek had a big comeback against Drake Jesuit. They did. Right? They had a very big comeback against Drake Jesuit. I left Allen. It was 2010 Drake Jesuit, and then all of a sudden, I reported that in the first half it was 2010 Drake Jesuit. And this, and that we'd give them more updates as it went. Cy Creek just blew it up. Cy Creek made a really good run last year too. Because I was excited, like I had it on my run sheet of what are we going to talk about on this show, like the hypothetical of what. Would people be angry if Jesuit played straight Jesuit in the playoff, or like in the state championship? Would that make purist football people mad? But now we can't talk about it. It's straight Jesuit. Gone. 5A Division One tomorrow. We got Birdville against Colleyville Heritage. Birdville. You like Birdville in that? Maybe. I'm taking, maybe. I'm taking Colleyville Heritage. But, you know, I think it's. With Darius Nixon, Stone Earl. Stone Earl is a fantastic quarterback, a leader among men. Colleyville Heritage, I like their defense, and I think I think when the first time they played, Colleyville Heritage had the better team, should have won that game. Uh, I think they will right that wrong, but I think when they played Denton Ryan, which we saw earlier, as we talked about that extensively, uh, I think they're still going to be a four to five touchdown underdog. Again, yeah. So, good luck, Colleyville Heritage or Birdville. Uh, All the teams. Our good luck, sports. Our, our friends at, at Hawk underscore football kind of threw some shade at me last week since they, they won and I picked them to lose. So I might get more shade if your Birdville upset pick gets. Birdville, like me, I'm cooler. She did, she did pick you. Uh, region 2, we already know what that uh, regional final is going to look like. We have Lancaster against Frisco Lone Star. And for me, I'm going to have a hard time picking against Lancaster. Because it's all about matchups, and, and I, I kind of go back to that McKinney-North matchup, how Lancaster just completely dominated McKinney-North, because Lancaster has an above-average defense and an above-average offense, and she is bored by me talking about Lancaster's uh, traits. They were, they're not very happy with me on Lancaster right now. Uh, whereas I think Highland Park has an elite offense, but maybe even a below-average defense this year. Uh, and I think that kind of that was basically a factor why Lone Star won that game. I think Lancaster can slow Frisco Lone Star down. I think they can kind of keep those peripheral backs. You know, uh, we talked about uh, you know, the, the, the 
receivers for Frisco Lone Star, how the unsung heroes kind of came out to play this week. Uh, I think they can cover Mims and cover them. But how can you pick against the team that just took down it's Highland easy. Park? I type on the internet. I say, I think Lancaster is going to win, and I hit enter. Well, Lone Star, you have my vote. That's I'm picking you that. as a state champion. You were Look at Ryan. that. It'll be you or Denton Ryan. It won't be Denton Ryan. <laughs> be silly. Denton Ryan will get to the state semifinals and promptly lose. Like they have the last four years. 14 and 1. I kind of hope y'all win now. Mark it down. I bet they hope they win too. I kind of hope y'all win just to, just to rub him the wrong way. I'm just saying. You got to win one of those games before I can say you can win those games. Maybe I'm just a secret agent. Uh, coach him again to try to motivate them. They can put me on their board as public enemy number one. Well, Which is I a shame because I love John Walsh so much. You know, great coach. So you, so you're really liked at Geyer, but really hated at Ryan. Right. What about at Denton? Uh, they, they can take a lead here. But Braswell, you know, Cody Moore over there, under, an understudy of Coach Webb. They love, they love okay. him. Uh, so we'll find out what happens there. Uh, and then, obviously, in Region 3, a game of note uh, is Alvin Shadow Creek against Maynard after Maynard beat Cedar Park. Maynard. Mustang. Maynard. Uh, big win there. Uh, region uh, 1 and 5A, uh, a, re a, match, a rematch of a uh, district championship. We got Lubbock Cooper against Wichita Falls Rider. This game is important because the winner of it will take on the winner of Alito versus Ennis. And what is your Alito versus in this game? Alito, obviously. So and they're going to win by 40. No, I'm kidding. They'll, they'll probably win by 28 or so. I, that's why I'd probably take Alito by 28 right now. And this has a good defense. I'd say 42 14. Okay. Yeah. Solid. And then uh, I think whoever wins, probably Lubbock Cooper gets out of that region. I think they'll be fed to Alito and probably lose by 28. Now, I don't know how they're going to fare in the, in the championship game. Uh, against either a Manville or Cal Allen or Fort Bend Marshall, but I think they'll it. Go to 4A. Love talking 4A football. And we are disappointed here at the fifth quarter because we were really looking forward to a Springtown versus Decatur rematch. But alas, uh, the Dumas Demons, congratulations to the Dumas Demons. Uh, they have a creepy mascot, don't they? Yes, he's a devil. A very, very creepy looking mascot. Uh, but big win for Dumas. And and then uh, Waco La Vega against Argyle. Uh, rematch of an earlier game this year. Uh, Waco La Vega really struggled against Melissa. I think Argyle would just outscore them. And, uh, take Waco La Vega right on out of the playoffs. Uh, other rematches. Uh, we're going to have a big rematch from an amazing game last year uh, in Region 3. Carthage against Midlothian Heritage. Do you like Midlothian Heritage on the show? I mean, I don't dislike Midlothian. Do we consider them? Like, we we consider them in the Metro Club. We have highlights of them. Sometimes. Um, inside high school. Sometimes we do. We should. And, and hopefully we'll have... That game was in Jacksonville at the Tomato Bowl. So we might not have highlights next year. Where's the Tomato Bowl? Far away. Sorry, guys. Like Tyler. Probably not. Tyler is nah. <laughs> I need that. We'll, we'll send our East Texas crew out there. Uh, and then in 4A, uh, yeah, Division 2. Send me two. out there. Listen, do you out there. You I'll love. be chilling right here. 
right here so you can talk to me. Uh, we will have the Pleasant Grove versus Gilmer game. I got to see Gilmer play Waco Connolly tonight. That was a very weird game uh, because Gilmer got up 19 nothing, and then Connolly scored the next 20 points to go up 20 to 19, and then Gilmer scored the last six, 15 points to go up 35 points, 16 points to go up 35 points. Uh, Gilmer has a really good Daryl Bush is the name that we will talk about if, if he makes it to the state finals. But on Team Pleasant Grove, I think Texas Pan Pleasant Grove will uh, make it to the state championship. Uh, I don't know who they'll be playing in the state championship, if we'll, if we'll get a little West Orange Stark action, or if this will be the year of Silsby finally, or if uh, even Wimberley uh, will make it. I don't even know if Wimberley won tonight. That was one that I saw people talking about that game as a crazy game. Well, all these crazy games. We got some small town digs here. Yeah, that's And more small town digs. Uh, a small school are, digs. Small school digs. You are loved and blocked, by the way. You are absolutely loved and blocked. Yeah, they, they know that when they tune on the fifth quarter, so we can talk about Brock for about eight seconds every week. But they cherish and value those eight seconds. Good old seven men back in the day. They beat Bushland in uh, overtime. Big win for Brock. And they will take on Pilot Point in a game that is a rematch from a district championship game, which was a coming out party for Pilot Point and Pilot Point beat Brock. Well, Brock, since you love me, I will give you some love too. I pick you. But we talk, like Pikachu, we talk about how there's like Highland Park, you know, there's the playoff Highland Park. Playoff Brock is an impressive beast, but we'll play off Pilot Point. PPP, playoff pilot point. I like that. Triple P, will Triple P come to play for uh, the Bearcats? And then uh, we will have uh, Pottsboro, our good friends, the Mighty Cardinals. Uh, this is my morning game. Uh, they beat Malakoff, 38-31, and they will be taking on Gladewater, the Little Bears. From East Texas. Little Bears? The little Bears, well, that's not very good. I was going to say, wait, are they actually a Little Bears? Uh, they have a really historic stadium, Jack Murphy Stadium out on US 80 in Gladewater. So, be a good game, Pottsboro against Gladewater. Do you know what Ursuline is? Ursuline, is that like Ursuline? Ursuline, that's Jesuit's sister. Sister school. Sister school. The Crusaderettes? Hmm. Hold on. You well, if you talking. don't know, how do you know? Uh, no, I remember, I think it's the Danby and, and speaking of mascots you love, uh, Grandview with a big one tonight the over Cameron Yo, And the they will take on the Ursuline Bear. Well, it's, not, it's just singular there. It's not even bears. It's like the Cardinal of Sanford. So I remember them like joking. So I had some girls I played soccer with growing up jokingly call themselves the Teddy Bears. Teddy Bears. That's, so that's why I thought of it. And they were like, yeah. Little Bears. And I was like, that kind of reminds me of Ursuline a little bit. And uh, they will take on the Trojans of Troy. Troy beat Whitney this week. Uh, the Wildcats of Whitney go down. Uh, so Grandview wanted to avenge their loss against Whitney earlier this year, uh, but instead they will have to avenge that loss through Troy and make it to the regional semifinal. There's the much worse things to do than avenge it through Troy. There you go. And 3A Division Two, Gunter with a big win over Rogers. So Gunter is our team to watch from DFW uh, to see if they make it to uh, state. Uh, I don't see anybody in 2A of note. Uh, yeah, maybe Valley View against Crawford uh, will be a game of note. Uh, Winthorst, that's a Wichita Falls area school. Uh, Munster, they, they, they do German stuff up there. In the like cheese? Yeah, I like that. Munster. Uh, they play Mark next week, and they have no chance. Mark's good. 
Well, with that. That's all I really got for what's going on. <laughs> so to let you guys know what's going on on the show, we don't have... Um, you, you see how her voice just changed? Like, she's like, oh, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, that, that part of your on. brain, and you went into TV voice, got TV voice and you're going to sell us something. What are you going to sell us? I'm going to sell you all the show tomorrow. Um, so the producer Ward, he is down in Waco right now getting highlights of uh, Klein Collins versus Jesuit, as well as Brockwell versus Kleinook. So he will not be on the show with us tonight, so Dixie and I are wrapping things up. Uh, but tomorrow we'll have highlights from Alito versus Red Oak, Arlington versus Dun Duncanville, Frisco versus Ennis. Lancaster, Frisco, Independence. Um, several games that are going on tomorrow, like Rockwell versus Klein Oak, uh, and then Arlington versus Dengar, Birdville versus Collier Heritage. Um, is this the first time we're ending the show together? This is the first time we're ending wow. the show. Wow. We also will have a really big bobblehead as we're giving away our Impact Player of the Year. Uh, three really good players are up for this one in um, Jace McClellan. Uh, Miles Price, as well as one other guy, I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. I'm sorry, it's getting He's late. He probably here. won. He had third person. Probably. Um, I don't know who Battle won. For the bobblehead. Mr. Ward, the Wizzy Vazold, knows who won, though. He will not tell me. Um, and then we also. Have Ward's a real jerk. You know that? And then, I, he's getting on my nerves. I'm sorry. He's telling me what I can say, what I can wear. Like, told me to cut my hair last week. He did not tell you to cut your hair. Don't, don't say that. Redskins. He did not tell you to cut your hair. Yeah, I saw it on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we also have a really touching story that NBC5 put together on Flower Mount player who had a, who in a routine hit during practice. Um, his life was threatened, uh, nearly died. A very traumatic experience for him, and, but how he's come back and persevered from that. Uh, but a very touching story, that very really hard. Is a good story. It's, I, it's a phenomenal story. The guys at NBC5 did such a good job putting it together. Uh, we're really excited to have it as our NTX Honda Inside Story this week, and that they're allowing us to also use that story for our uh, Wingstop Inside High School Sports. But all of that and more uh, tomorrow at 6:30 p.m. on Wingstop Inside High School Sports, hosted by Pat Doni. Uh, but for Ryan Harris, where is old? The professor Diggs and myself. Um, thank you so much. Thank for you, watching. Ryan, for coming on, replacing me. Thank you so much for watching this quarter. Uh, we will see you guys. Next.